Hi everybody, I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 162. Yes, definitely 162. There would be no question as to it being anything other than 162. You know, they're going to hear that one after this, so that's not even going to make any sense. Well, it'll, it'll make sense when they hear that. Oh yeah, it, this is for the future people. <laughs> yes, the future people. Anyway, we have a short one for you tonight. We're going to be be welcoming back an old friend to the show after about a year's absence. So uh, let's go ahead and call up one Mr. Daryl Banks. Yay! There, oh, there it is. There it is. Hello. All right, joining us once again is the gentleman responsible for co-creating the character of Kyle Rayner, Daryl Banks. Uh, Daryl, first, thank you for taking the time to come back. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been about a year, actually, since we last talked to you. You know, how are things going in your world? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, still up to the same old things, you know, uh, making sure that I'm providing my clients with the the best in quality Daryl Banks artwork, as always. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still you know do primarily commercial art, you know, for companies like Hawthorne Village Collectibles, and I design characters for PilsingerGames.com, and do that cool toy stuff for a little company called Hasbro. I've heard of them. Yeah, I think I've heard of them too. Yeah, I think so. They they they, they might as well pay me in, in store credit because you know I end up turning around and buying their toys anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be a good way to get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell your wife that, Jim. I'm sure she'll agree with you. Oh, yeah, well, don't they? They they make baby toys. Oh, yeah, no, silver lining, silver lining. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so, Daryl, you uh, well, you and a bunch of other people, um, there's a Kickstarter going around right now that we really wanted to talk to you about, Horizon's End. Right, Horizon's End, created by writers Darren Kapoff and Chris Deliacono. Wow, I hope I didn't mispronounce that. <laughs> um, they had approached me, well, actually, you know, I've been approached by a lot of Kickstarter projects, but they just never really fit into my work schedule. And uh, these two, they really work with me uh, on you know how I could balance it, and also, um, in all uh, uh, honesty, they they spoke my language as to what they were willing to, to pay me uh, to do promotional stuff, whereas nobody else did. Everyone wanted me to work on things, but the, the subject of compensation never came up. Right. And it's kind of like, well, you know, I, I kind of do this for a living. This is how I keep the lights on. It's not a hobby. So I, I, I immediately appreciate that Darren and Chris uh, approached me as a professional. And I think uh, that and the fact that I really like their idea really, you know, uh, attracted me to their project Horizons End. Now, yeah, so the fact that they approached you in, like, a professional manner, I mean, like, that would lead one to believe that they had a lot of confidence in the project. Oh, you could tell they have a lot of confidence in the project because uh, I remember. Well, I, I've I've met Darren years ago, I, I, and Chris also. Uh, at least I believe I have. At the I want to say the the Pittsburgh Comic Con, mm-hmm. and uh, even though they were, you know, we met, you know, they were Green Lantern fans, but I could tell, you know, they weren't. Oh, I got to put this the right way. Geeky, I guess. You know, it was. They always. I always felt like these were. 
I'm, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with being geeky because I, I can be geeky myself. That's a whole other topic. But, uh, you know, they had, you know, I, I understood that they were writers and they had ideas and even ran a couple of ideas uh, just uh, that they were working on, you know, by me, you know, by way of email. Like that was, they were, they were perfecting their craft, I guess is what I'm getting at. And so I had that in the back of my mind even during the time I've known them, you know. So when it was time to pre- you know, present this idea to me, I was already familiar with, you know, these are two writers who, you know, this isn't just some vanity fan project. This is, this is, uh, this is what they do. They write and they, they create. And so I already, you know, had that thought in, in, in mind and in my opinion of them so that when, they, when we did talk about it, I thought, okay, this is not something that is fly by night. They've really given a lot of thought to this. And, and reading the first uh, version of the, of the of the script, you know, it, it shows. Hmm. Now, being the artist on this project, how much of the visual element of Horizons Ends comes from, you know, the mind of Daryl Banks? As I know, last time we talked to you, you expressed how much fun you had. Giving being given freedom with the the visual aspect to you know to Kyle Rayner and his constructs and all that, how much freedom were you given here to create these new characters and their world? Uh, quite a bit. Now the main character Andara, they already had a an overall look of what they wanted her to look like, and they even had a costume design, but it wasn't quite what they were looking for. So I redesigned it. It's not. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's 180 degrees from what they had before, but I, I kind of put my version of it. It's a little bit more armored, a little bit more streamlined, I think, than what they had. You know, they, they mainly they wanted a, a young, thin female with a sword. They knew they wanted that much, and you know, they, the the rest was up to me. And so, you know, as with any design I do, I submit different versions until we got to the one we liked the best. Um, Sort of like, I don't know if you follow me on, on Facebook or Twitter, where I've been posting uh, some of my designs for her mentor, Kaido. Um, originally, I think he was even envisioned as a bird-like alien. And I thought about it, but for some reason, it just even though I, I love bird-influenced designs, it just wasn't clicking. I thought, well, he has this type of living armor they can generate and for some reason I wasn't making bird armor connections so I thought well let's let's try this from a different angle and uh, you know present them with the different ideas and that's how we came up with that so I guess to answer the original question they, they gave me a, a, enough freedom but they did have some thoughts and minds of what they were looking for and it was up to me to flesh it out the uh, the character Kaido looks like uh, he could probably go toe-to-toe with Kilowog you know, I, I often look at that, and I, I, I ask myself, I hope he's, he's not too much of a Kilowog influence, but I think everyone can understand what, how that could happen, you know, considering my background. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only a matter of time. Matter of fact, we could make that a, a one of the uh, the incentives. You know, at a certain uh, backer amount, I'll do a Kilowog Kaido commission, you know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, that's like the Rage Cat and uh, crypto fight that uh, that we're still waiting on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should say at this point, I guess, uh, uh, Horizon's End is a, you know, according to Kickstarter, a 120-page graphic novel chronicling a young girl's impossible mission 
to free a xenophobic alien race from an intergalactic syndicate. And like that's that blurb right there kind of lets you know that anybody who's listening to a Green Lantern podcast would probably <laughs> probably enjoy this kind of story. Um, I, I I agree, and that's actually that was one of the things that really influenced me to really want to stick with this um, because it it's not 180 degrees different from the type of subject matter that I've done before in my career. I mean, not just Green Lantern, but you know, it's it, we've got you know outer space battles. We've got you know characters with energy weapons. You know, uh, armies of bad guys. You know, ruthless dictator types. I'm like, yeah, I've I've done that, but it's I'm, I'm not thinking in terms of this is business as usual because uh, because I haven't done uh, comics on a regular basis in a while there's a, a part of me that says I bet I can do it a lot better than I could you know back in the 90s I, I feel that I've grown as, a, as an artist um, certainly my time management's gotten a lot better as I've gotten older so it, it's, it's one of those things where let's say if I had something almost the exact same thing in Green Lantern it would be, it would it would be my desire to blow it away. I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of like when we had uh, uh, Arisia battling, uh, teaming up with Kilowog, battling Sinestro on, on Corridor or something like that. Okay, even if I did that before, this is going to be better than that. You know what I mean? If that was over a decade ago. Uh, I, I, I need to show, it, not just to the fans, but to myself, that I've made a, 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 a vast improvement on you know what I did over ten years ago, and I, at least I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just this, this is like this is new Daryl Banks artwork. So, I mean, regardless of the improvement, you know, like even if it was just Daryl Banks from the '90s, like it would still be worth getting. But I mean, Daryl oh, well, Banks. Thank you. I, I hope so. Like upgraded, you know, like you know, who's had time to mature, like you know, it, it's kind of a slam dunk. And this—that's something I want to impress upon our listeners because this project really jumped out at me because honestly, your artwork in comics is something that doesn't happen all that often anymore. And there was a time when your artwork in comics was what I saw the majority of the time that I was reading comics. So if this is kind of your gateway back into doing comic artwork, then I want everybody to take a look at this thing and support it if they're able. I would certainly appreciate that. I the the thing is, and I've been asked this question before: is you know, once Horizon Zen is funded and we do it, you know, what do I want to do next? I'm thinking I'm I'm really I'm not looking past this. I I, I want my creative juices to really zero in on it. I mean. Uh, I, I'm thankful that people finally remember my work on Green Lantern, even though it wasn't my first comic or work or anything of that nature. But I was really allowed to just go crazy and try some things. And just fortunately enough, it ended up being on Green Lantern. But if, if they had handed me Superman, I would have done the same on Superman. I would have done something weird and different there. But keep in mind, with, with Lantern, that book was in trouble. And they were like, do something. <laughs> you know, it was a, an eyelash away from cancellation, so that's why Ron and I could go crazy. You know, literally. You know, and <laughs> as far as the, uh, the the creativity that we were allowed to to display, well, we had the freedom to do that. You know, a lot of the, the larger companies, you know, well, a lot of, you know, DC and Marvel, 
these are uh, licensed properties. They have to be a certain way. You know, it's even more prevalent today than it was back in the 90s. But because of the situation with the book, it, it gave us uh, a, a very unique situation. But, you know, I often mentioned before, the, the reason I was able to, to showcase my design the way I did because they let me. And like I said, if they had handed me Firestorm, I, I, you, I, I would like to think I would bring something very unique to Firestorm. But it just, in this case, it just happened to be not only Green Lantern, but I got to co-create a, a brand new Lantern. And, and let me add on a side note, I'm still shocked Kyle Rayner's still alive. <laughs> this was, he was created in the 90s where there was gimmicks galore and a lion's share of those characters are not even around anymore. I thought, oh, you know, he was a 90s baby. He'll be gone before you know it. And he's still around, you know. I mean, he's considered you know, a major part of the Green Lantern mythos. And I'm, I'm flattered and honestly surprised, <laughs> you know, the way death in comics is. I'm like, Kyle Rayner's still alive? Well, great, you know. Hell, he has his own book right now, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Again. <laughs> <laughs> he has it again for the first time. <laughs> Now you bring up you bring up working at DC like how is that like this is this is not only you coming back to comics doing comic work but also indie comics as opposed to working for one of the bigger companies like is do you prefer this kind of like the freedom this experience offers you like versus working within like the corporate sandbox kind of thing or like how do you feel about all that I don't I don't really compare them I mean. I started in the independence. I worked in the independent comics for five years, half a decade before coming to DC. And, but then that was at the very beginning of my career. So, you know, I was, you know, trying to get rid of tra- training wheels. You know, I, there was a lot of, I mean, really, when I think about my very first penciling assignment, thinking back, I'm like, did I really even know how to pencil? I was making up so much stuff as I went, you know. Um, the independence, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of creativity, but even the stuff I've done for DC, it was that element was still there. Uh, well, obviously, one of the biggest difference working for DC is there's a whole lot of a lot more money and financial reward than there ever will be in the independence when, when you're talking about something you don't own. You know, obviously, let's say like a Mike Mignolo, you know, he's done really well for himself, <laughs> but he owns Hellboy, you know. Um, there's positives and negatives on both sides. I, I, I think I don't tend to compare them because they're they're so different. It's it's kind of I could get into a, a, a technical analysis that would be really boring. So let's just say we'll just leave it at there's positives on both sides, but they don't. It's not really lends itself for a whole lot of comparison. Okay, no, that's fair. Okay, so now talking about Kickstarter in general. Um, since you have been approached by, you know, other people in the past, like, mm-hmm. have you, you know, how familiar were you with the Kickstarter model before this? Um, just on the fringes, you know, I, I just remember it was, I first heard of it with, you know, uh, up-and-coming people, independent, and then next thing I'm seeing people I have heard of doing it, like I think Mark Silvestri was, doing something uh, with Kickstarter, and I thought, well, doesn't he own Top Cow? Can't you just do your own comic book? I figured there must be a reason for it, or maybe I'm not understanding the model of this bet as well as I thought. Mm-hmm. But um, cause I think, I think what was uh, the book Cyber, Cyber Force? I think, that, I think that was it, Cyber Force. I thought, well, isn't that a Top Cow title? Why don't you just do it at Top Cow? But 
you know, once again, I thought, well, maybe I don't understand this Kickstarter as well as I thought. But actually, I did. But why they did it through Kickstarter, I'm not sure. But, you know, they have his reasons. And I would imagine with a superstar attached to it like Mark Silvestri, funding it would not be an issue, you know. Um, I guess I've honed in on that particular one. Because I've met him early in my career. I think I was just starting. I met him at a show in Chicago. And uh, a great guy. And boy, he's tall. <laughs> you know, I think I needed to stand on a chair to talk to this guy. Um, but uh, I was a huge fan of his on X-Men. Matter of fact, I think that's what he was working on when I met him. But the Kickstarter model, um, I think, is great because it, it feels it feels very... Uh, it gives you, a, a, well, like you said, a model, a, a shell to work on. So many people have ideas, but what do you do? How do you get that all-important element financing to move it forward? And the, the Kickstarter... Uh, uh, program and, and setup allows that to happen in a much more structured way. Now, there's still a lot of things that need to be done. I mean, uh, the promotion. You know, I've never had to do any kind of uh, promotion of a, of a project that I'm working on like this ever. So I'm literally making it up minute to minute. You know, <laughs> I talked to Darren and Chris on on how to promote it, and uh, it's, it's that's uncharted waters for me but then talking about stuff you like how hard is that so that's the approach i take with uh with especially the things i post on facebook and on twitter uh of, of this week i've been talking about the incentives uh but then i will be coming back to some of the things i intend on doing on the book i even thought well maybe since i i'm going to have to do it anyway is maybe start showing people initial ideas for things that have yet to be designed like there's there's a lot of ships and space station, that type of thing, you know, someone might wonder, maybe an upcoming artist might wonder, well, how would Daryl Banks approach this design? Like, it's on paper, uh, you know, so-and-so space station in, in the thus-and-so galaxy or whatever. Where, where does he take that from step, from a blank piece of paper to a finished design? How does that happen? And, you know, maybe can, maybe show that, you know. Uh, I think maybe more, uh, I don't know, obviously more sketches of the main character would help because I even think about the step-by-step that I showed of Kaido. I said, well, that's her mentor, but I think I need to show more of the main character. You know, even though Horizons isn't all about her, but she she is the main character. You know, it's kind of like imagine if we were kickstarting Star Wars. Well, you kind of need to see a lot of Luke Skywalker, you know, speaking of the original trilogy anyway. So it's like that. So I thought maybe some, I don't know, close-up headshots or expressions or, or something. You know, it definitely makes sense. And like, I know I'm one of a lot of people that find like kind of the uh, the anatomy of a comic page really interesting. So, seeing that kind of like, okay, you start out with just blank white and you end up at this fully finished either page or panel or figure or or mo- even just model of a craft that can be like, there's going to be steps in there that you just don't normally think about until somebody points them out to them. So it's it's a fun and educational thing to be shown. But here, here's what's funny is, I since childhood, I've always loved seeing process of artists I like. I mean, as a kid, uh, yeah, I'm old enough to remember when Star Wars first came out, and there was book after book of the making of, and I, I got every one I could possibly get. And I'd love seeing those preliminary sketches of what characters almost look like or could have looked like, and then see how similar to how they ended up. But I never assumed that anyone wanted to see me doing that. 
you know, even to this day, it's, it's just, you know, people will, will comment on that. I'm like, really? I mean, but look at this over here, you know, but it, it's weird where people want to see that sort of thing. I mean, I still have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for Green Lantern. I don't think I've ever really put out there. I mean, Kyle Rayner is the result of, oh, boy, five, six, seven different costume designs and combinations, so we ended up with what we did, you know. Parallax was easy. The only difference between the Parallax that we got and my original sketch was originally he didn't have a cape, because actually even in 50 he didn't initially. That was that was added. I, I, that was because when he became the main guy behind uh, was a Zero Hour, they felt he needed a cape, which I was cool with. And also my original design, he still had the lantern symbol on the armor. And they thought, well, it really didn't make sense. But I designed it before I, I had the script, so... Um, but my, my point is, you know, I, I have lots of, of that sort of conceptual ideas on paper, and it just never occurs to me that people want to see that, <laughs> because I'm usually focused in on, yeah, but here's some uh, original Star Wars sketches of how they design Darth Vader's armor and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, I'm right with everybody else wanting to see that, and it just never occurs to me, well, you know, they want to see your design, like, who, me? <laughs> you know? So I thought, well, I'll show this, if, especially if it'll help promote the project. So, you know, look for more Horizons than Thoughts on Paper by by, uh, by Crazy Mind and Designs. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm checking the, the Facebook now, and uh, I'm looking at the, the designs that you went through to get to Ido. And, like, yeah, you could see that, that bird design in the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was just—it was—it was one of those things where I don't know who it was that sent me. They just sent me a sketch and said this was the first, perhaps whoever came up with that first design for Andara that I was that was working from may have done this really quick, almost outline of a bird-like character holding some sort of melee weapon. I'm, I, I think it was so rough; I don't even think it was fleshed out. And I thought, okay, well, I want to keep it with a bird. And I, but for some reason, for this character, this. I love armor. I love, you know, alien uh, bird-like, you know, combination. But for some reason, in his case, it just wasn't coming together. I thought, let's take this in another direction. So um, the uh, <laughs> one of the designs, I look at it now and I kind of chuckle, the, the one where he's got, like, pants. I, I don't know where that came from. It's, I don't remember it in the description. I think it, it was just I was drawing and that came up, and I'm, I'm thinking that, alien with kind of like this uh i don't know hip-hop pants i don't know what that was with the, with the thick boots and there it is i thought well you know <laughs> it happened so i'll put it in the process that's not how he ended up but there it is you know. yeah nice. uh, that's cool uh yeah and and also on the facebook you can see uh such images as uh Larfly is trying to take the battery from stitch from lilo and stitch oh, oh that was a commission yeah, that yeah. Was a commission. And uh, then you've also got the four Green Lantern ladies of uh, Ceranic Natu, um, Carol Ferris as Star Sapphire, Jade, and. Uh, uh, well, I completely lost her name. Are Aresia? God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to rem I remember the piece. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't remember the name for the second. You do a Green Lantern podcast, Jim. What are you doing? How many times do we <laughs> well, see I should remember I did it. I had to stop and think, uh, let's see, uh, what was it? Oh, no, Daryl, you're uh, busy. He has no excuse. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, but just to point out that uh, commissions are, you know, some of the the things that you can, you know, get in the incentives for the the Kickstarter. That is correct. Now, let me also uh, underscore... The commission and the incentive is not a required to be a Horizons End character. It, you know, you could get a Batman commission if you just wanted it. You know, the the incentive is you get a commission by me at a certain level. You know what I mean? So I know if you'd like it to be Horizons End, obviously that'd be cool. But that's not for that particular incentive. That's not a requirement. Oh man! So. As of uh, this recording, we have uh, 22 days to go. Yes, by the, by the time this goes up, there will probably still be about two and a half weeks for people to make their pledge if they're so inclined. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be like posting on Facebook and uh, our website. Oh, great, great! Because uh, I told Darren about this. Of course, he was excited. Yeah, yeah, and talk about Horizons then. <laughs> I thought about Riven and saying. Horizons, then? What's that? You know, talk about. I'm, I'm just going to talk about Green Lantern, but he's probably his nerves might be on the end. So I'm like, no, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I won't get him about it. Yeah, I'll, of course, I'll bump him on Horizons. <laughs> oh, that was the whole point of having you on because we wanted to talk to you about Horizons. <laughs> you should tell him that we spent the whole time just bad mouthing the project, and you were talking about, talk about how you didn't want no to be Green Lantern. Lantern. No one wants to see that independent stuff. We want to. We want more. To, let's talk about DC New 52 or something, you know. Forget that independent stuff, you know. Yeah, nobody in Horizon's <laughs> End has, like, a big V-neck collar, so we're not interested. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I think Indara does have a high-neck collar. Oh, no! Alright, now I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everyone was actually designed by Jim Lee. I just took the credit. Oh. <laughs> So this is this is 120 pages of Daryl Banks' artwork, right? You're not just doing like drawing part of it. Graphic novel. Yes. Cool. No, I, as a matter of fact, there uh, Moose Bauman is going to be coloring it off of my pencils, so it's not even going to have an anchor. So it's just all. Well, the 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 page you see there on the Kickstarter page where Andara's jumping with the sword and and uh, the main bad guy Poligio's like firing a cannon at her, you know, that's, that's yes. actually pencil. I just, you know, tighten it up, uh, you know, darken it a little in Photoshop, but yeah, that's, that's actually all pencil. Okay. Wow. That, that looks actually like that right there could pass for ink. So that's awesome that it worked out that well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the main image you see, the main horizon with the logos, with the, with the Perley Joe in his hand and, and Dara jumping, uh, that's, you know, uh, Moose did the same thing with that. You know, he just you know, took my pencils and, and I just remember when I got the uh, you know the artwork of this with the logo. I thought, oh, now it's real. You know, it's like in my mind. You know, we we went from uh, just an idea to seeing that image. I just felt like, wow, I can I can I can really see this coming together. Now that's not the cover. That's just a promo image. I believe the cover is going to end up being the. Uh, well, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Stefan Rue. Yeah, uh, yeah, the one a little bit lower uh, down there. I think they, they chose that as the cover. That's with the giant sun um, in the background. Yeah, right, right. But I, I just, I just wanted to take a second to, to say that you know I've worked with Moose on Green Lantern, and he blew me away then. And seeing this now, it's like wow, he's gotten even better. It's just 
I often say moose. That's the that's the way I want to color when I grow up. You know, <laughs> I mean, I do some color work digitally, but it's just not in that ballpark. You know. Yeah, well, he could, I, he could teach me a lot. Moose, moose is colored like some of the absolute greatest Green Lantern pinups like all time. <laughs> so, oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, it's it, good, good, good hands. Definitely good hands. Yeah. That's like he he colored the uh, the. Gatefold in uh, 25, or the double-page spread, rather, in 25. Okay. Um, he did the Batman as Green Lantern cover. I have that on my wall right now, a print of his of that uh, cover. Oh, I love that cover. And uh, the um, <laughs> Cyborg Superman with the handful of Sinestro rings. Well, he actually oh. he actually did the co- the color of that um, the cover, the uh, Evan Hayes image. Of Hal with the two fing- two hands filled with some- the yellow rings. That's an an homage to the Daryl Banks cover of Hal Jordan with all the green rings. Oh, forty eight. Yeah, right, right. Which I believe is your Twitter avatar too. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, it was funny. I would say beginning of this year, end of last year, maybe beginning of this year. For some reason, I don't and I don't know why. That particular cover just really spiked in popularity, and I'm not really sure why. I've done quite a few commissions, like uh, doing uh, recreations of that. Uh, The one I think I liked the most was someone had me do uh, an homage to that cover, but with Deadpool with ring pops, you know, (laughs) those little ring pop candies. (laughs) And I'll I'll probably post that pretty soon. but I, I love that one because even when the when the person had me had me do it at the, I guess that was where was that? I think that was the Jim City Comic Con in Dayton. I believe is when I did that. He was either there or the Tricon in West Virginia, one of those two places. And when the person described it, I thought I can't wait to draw that. You know, I thought because you know I've done uh, I've done a version of Forty Eight with Kyle instead of Hal. I you know enjoyed that too. But you know, Deadpool with ring pops. I thought wow, I, I might even. Put some color on that or something. That that was a blast to do. It really was. That's honestly something I would expect to see as a Marvel variant cover. Like that's such a a fun idea. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Anything else, Dan? No, I think we're good. I mean, we'll we will put a a link to the Kickstarter page in the show notes of this episode, and everybody who's listening to this who has a passing interest in the art of Daryl Banks or Green Lantern in general or just science fiction stories in general, you know, go check out Horizons End at Kickstarter, give a look over, and, you know, if you're able, help the project out. Yeah, That would be great. I mean, all they have to do is just go to www.kickstarter.com and then you can just search for Horizons End and uh, you know, take a look at the rewards and the incentives. Choose the one that that uh, you know most interests you, and you know keep in mind, you know we've got some great, great, great incentives with the project. Now, in the, the funding the project itself, I think the book will be its own reward. But on top of that, I mean, imagine you could possibly get original artwork from Mike Grell, from uh, Adam Withers and Comfort Love, and and uh, Ryan Benjamin and many others. You know, so it's it's a really worthwhile project. I really believe that. And even if you only get the book, I just got an update today. That said, all of the all of the uh, soft cover pledges have imme- have automatically been upgraded to hardcovers for no additional anything. So it's this is a good <laughs> this is a good Kickstarter with some good bonuses attached to it. Seriously, the, the, 
the actual page has it's actually a list of reward updates that Darren did just today. So uh, for those listening to this who may have seen, well, actually, by the time this post, uh, they they will have seen it on the page. But yes, the you know, the updates are in place, and who knows by the time this you know, this airs, we might have some additional uh, uh, upgrades available. Nice. You know, anything to to keep this rolling forward. And we definitely appreciate all those who are on board already, uh, and we're certainly looking for many, many more. Cool. Definitely. Well, if if we can help in any way, um, you know, we'll promote the heck out of it. And uh, this is definitely something that I want to see, you know, come to pass. Great. But now, Daryl, before we let you go, are you going to be be attending any conventions in this calendar year? Oh yes. Um, matter of fact. I've got a show in Louisville, Kentucky, the Derby City Con, this Saturday. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see, what do I have? Uh, I always do the, uh, the Cincinnati Comic Expo uh, later on in the year. That's in September. Uh, September, I want to say, 13th through the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I will also be at uh, uh, Wizard World, Ohio. Uh, as a guest of Bill's Books and More, it's a, a local comic shop from Canton, Ohio, that they're sponsoring me. And uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one, but because uh, I'm doing more shows here lately, and of course that's definitely another opportunity to promote. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ah, okay. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, like follow your updates and whatnot, you can be found at uh, Real Bankster on Twitter. That's correct. Okay. Well, uh, Daryl, maybe uh, maybe in a year we'll be talking to you about uh, Horizons End Two. Yeah, I would love that. Oh, that <laughs> I think uh, Darren and Chris would also. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is something I forgot. I wanted to ask. You know, looking ahead slightly, is Horizons End being looked at as a you know a potential series of of graphic novels or as a you know one time and out kind of thing? I would imagine, based on the amount of effort that, that Darren and Chris have put behind this, if they could keep this going, they certainly would. Uh, but right now, I think they're they're mainly just focused on let's let's get the first one funded and see what happens. You know, it's like we're uh, imagine it's a movie. Let's get the first movie, and, de- and depending on how well it goes, we'll plan a sequel. <laughs> you know, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds good. Okay. Yep. Well, Daryl, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime you want to do it, you just let me know. Definitely will. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll say good luck. Um, I, that's that's also selfish because, like I said, I want to read this too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, have a good night. Yeah, good night, Daryl. Oh, you too. And and, uh, and, uh, and also best of luck with the new baby. And, uh, and thanks again, Dan and Jim. And we'll... Hopefully do this again soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, take care now. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. You know, I'm not big on tradition, but talking to Daryl Banks once a year is something I could get behind. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Daryl's awesome. He is. Oh. I, re- what, I need to go to a con that he goes to one of these I, days. Yeah, like, seriously, like, they're so far away from me that... There's just no no chance that I'm gonna make it to any of those, but that would be awesome. Like I might be able to, but it would have to be like the one big trip of the year kind of thing. Yeah. 
Wait, how, how soon till uh, till Dragon? Dragon Con is in like 60 days or something. It's like, nice. when is it here? Yeah, like 65. Yeah, 65 days or so. Oh man, yeah. You know, with these uh, with these stretch goals that they well, they're not not even the stretch goals, just the updated rewards that they added. Um, every every version is going to be hardcover now. So twenty dollars gets you a hardcover. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. That's not bad, especially since I I backed it when it was just going to get me a soft cover. So now I've, it's like not. It's, I'm literally getting a better deal for my money without having to throw in anything else. Yeah, yeah, seriously, and I mean, you know, you're talking about Daryl Banks' art, so yeah. Um, I mean, how many how many times have we seen, you know, and backed Kickstarters where you know it's like twenty twenty five dollars for just a single issue? You know, now you're talking twenty dollars, and you know you've got like a full hardcover graphic novel. Yep, that's uh, that's impressive stuff. Um, and even yeah. if you don't want to go that, like even the digital stuff for ten bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, and we didn't say that, but like, you can get just a digital copy of this thing if you really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And even the like, if you you know, if you do want to spend the money, the uh, the commissions that they have available, I mean, like you know, it's awesome names, really, just fantastic names. Yes, and like we said, we'll we'll include the link to the Kickstarter in the show notes, so go to it. Look over everything, everything that's there and not there yet. Look at all of it, and God, you know it. This, you know, it, it's weird to say. Part of me cares as much about just getting Daryl Banks' foot back in the door for comics as I yeah. care about reading this story. Which you know, I I'm looking forward to this story because it's you know I like sci-fi and I like the idea of 120 pages of new Daryl Banks art. Yeah. But this is also, like, you know, he doesn't want to plan too far ahead just to keep, I guess, expectations in check. But if if this can be the first step towards him doing more comic work more often, then it is more than worth what I pledged. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this reminds me of, a, like, an animated movie from, like, I don't know, late 80s, or right around the, the 80s, late 80s, uh, called, uh, what was it? Orin Star Chaser, Last Star Chaser, something like that. Um, and it's just like, you know, just a different, unique sci-fi outer space, you know, tale. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm psyched. Uh, I can't wait. Um, and on that note... Yeah, let's end this before your wife kills you. <laughs> yes. Uh, lanterncast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, we're at lanterncast.com for the website. You can find our... Uh, forums there, Facebook page link, uh, Twitter. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 708-LANTERN. Um, <clears throat> we're available on iTunes. Just do a search for Green Lantern or LanternCast. And uh, I think that's about it. Oh, we're also on Stitcher. Yep. Yeah, so, Stitcher. Uh, yeah. And uh, remember, if you want to follow Daryl Banks on Twitter... It's at Real Bankster. And, uh, yeah, you could probably check out some of those, uh, you know, the um, production, you know, behind-the-scenes art on the uh, the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Every, I think every, he usually double posts, like, the Facebook stuff to Twitter, like, the artwork stuff. So, like, I've seen him put up things like, uh, like the different color 
like the like we were talking about like the different art little the step by step art stuff. Well, he did that for like the color breakdowns for um, uh, what's what's the not Kilowog's name, Kato. So different levels of production there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool stuff. Okie doke. Alright, good night. Night, everyone.